Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to a very special Weird News Wednesday episode. I am joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? How are you doing, Connor? God bless you. <laughs> what what do we have to say about another mass, Father? Can is there anything to be said? For another mass, lads. We put the brick on the accelerator. Does anybody understand any reference? I, I'm sure a lot of Irish people will, but has we're, Father Ted travelled to America? I don't know. We're an international audience, Connor. I think we've mm. reached further and more successfully than Father Ted ever did. I, th- I think we might be more comedic. We we might be more culturally relevant. So, certainly days. better. Like, objectively better. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't want to put that out there, but now do you say it? Now I can't think of anything else. Um, so, so thanks this for that, is news. <laughs> this, this is Weird News Wednesday, Sean. What do we do here? Well, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and you're about to read them out to me, but the catch is, I've not seen any of them. No. And but also, you can't see them now, because not, we're not in the same room. No, because, uh, you know, the world is on fire. But that's fine. The that's world fine. is on fire, and we're here to bring Weird News Wednesday to distract you for a little bit. Yeah, just, so just sit back for the next hour, and hopefully yeah. you laugh. If you don't, God knows what I'll do to myself. <laughs> go listen to, go watch some Father Ted if you don't laugh. Then you find something funny. <laughs> go watch Father Ted, um, lads. It's good. <laughs> we, st- we started off very Irish here, but I feel like we need to bring it back, right? Right. Now, Sean, we have done a lot of weird marriages here on Weird News, have we, we not? We have indeed. Mm. We've had ghost mm. marriages. We've had puppet marriages. We've had hologram yeah. marriages. Yeah. What about the woman who fancied a plane? She was in a relationship with a plane. It was just a, a relationship. It was all up in the air. We couldn't say where it would come down. G- good oh, stuff. Jesus. No. <laughs> Funnier than Father Ted. <laughs> Make that clear. No. But this week, what we have is we've got another woman who's married. Not Actually, no, not married. I haven't made it official yet. Oh. But she's in a very serious relationship with a chandelier, Sean. A chandelier? Yes. The light of her life. 
exactly. Well, this week she has been she's been making what's the best word to go here? She she went to the government and okay. she wanted a public declaration of love for the chandelier to say that it was a legal marriage or a legal relationship even. I don't think that's a relationship. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, you might see surprise because I have woman's attraction to chandeliers, not a sexual orientation, ruling says. Good. Good? <laughs> I don't know. I think good. Well, we love love here, but at the same time, do we love love that much? A chandelier can't consent. <clears throat> that is true. So um, I'm not about that. Amanda Liberty is her name. Oh, well, she's she all about Liberty. She, she should yeah, be allowed Ama- to do whatever she wants. Amanda Liberty made a complaint about ar- about an article mocking declaration of love for light fittings last year. Okay? Right. So, <clears throat> she's a, this is a British woman, and she's in a long-term relationship with a 92-year-old German chandelier. I mean, the age difference told, alone. I, I mean, it's a bit creepy at that stage. It is. It is. Like, like oh, it's just... I get I love love, but Jesus, lads... <laughs> Um, th- she has been told that the, her attraction to historic light fittings is not considered to be protected to be a protected so- sexual orientation. Oh well, is is, is it mm. only the historical? Well, like, what's the part of that that they ruled against? Was it the historical, the light? Yeah, you're allowed. You're allowed <laughs> marry like those new light bulbs that aren't as strong, like a but, modern like, they, lamp. They're good that's for the speaker. Yeah, or something. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good for the environment. They get brighter and longer to run. Ah, but but they take don't you even up. think about those chandeliers? This, uh, are those are those filament bulbs, lads? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> the police going around with their batons, just look at what kind of lighting is that now? Yeah, there we go. It like, has a flip book, opens it up, just like no, this this is not allowed. Sorry. The policemen are moths and they're just... How, how, how many... <laughs> how many watts is that? You tell me how many watts that is. Is it eight um, or 60 equivalent? No. <laughs> <laughs> the press regulator Ipso made the ruling after Amanda Liberty, a woman from Leeds in her mid-thirties, complained about an article in The Sun mocking her public declaration for love for Lumiere, her name for an intricate lamp she bought on eBay, Sean. I mean, she's she's plagiarised the name Lumiere, first of all. That's the first bit of completely illegal activity that she needs to maybe bring back the death penalty for. I don't want to throw it out there. Look, all I'm saying is, look, Disney will sue anyone. <laughs> Mickey Mouse will fight anyone to death. He will punch you until you stop breathing. And, and then he'll punch you some more, just for him. He- just just for, you know, the, the sick sense of just satisfaction just to he feels. feel something. <laughs> Because he has those gloves on, he can't feel the bones. He needs to punch break. through the gloves and then he'll stop. <laughs> I like it with all of our description, Mickey Mouse is a lunatic. Oh, he's a monster. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. He's just a straight um, killer. She argued that the newspaper's article breached the regulator's code of conduct, which requires publishers to avoid prejudi- prejudicial or pejorative references to an individual sexuality. Sean, did I say those words correctly? Most of them, if not some of them. Oh, I will even take 70%. <laughs> um, liberty, <laughs> liberty identifies as an objectum sexual, and an individual who's attracted to objects. She objected, ironically, to being included <laughs> in an end of year article by the columnist Jane Moore, which nominated her for a Dagenham Award, which is two stops post barking prize. I think it's an award for, uh, they give it to the, to the, the journalist who finds the craziest person. Right, okay. 
So, mm. oh, are we in contention for this? I don't think we're in contention because we say the articles back. So somebody would have had to written the article. If we had written the original article and we had got out of our way to find these people and done like an exclusive one-on-one interview, then maybe we'd be eligible. But after that, I think we're just plagiarizing other people's works. Oh, this is like stealing the name Lumiere. If, if, if the very same shot. So the death penalty will have to come back to us. <laughs> now oh, that I think about it, okay. Mickey Mouse have to fight us second? to death. Um, hmm. Would you rather go first or second? <laughs> I'd rather questions. I didn't think. Hmm. Oh, I'd rather go second because I feel like you'd tire the mouse out. Yeah, <laughs> I might get a one good shot in before he kicks the shit out of me. Yeah, and that like, and when you're on the ground, I can be like thinking of tactics. Yeah, just ta- tactics to fight a, a living cartoon mouse. Um, ho. Oh. Uh, yeah, painting a tunnel like, on the side of a building. Oh, that's, that's not really his jam, is it? Like no, he's all about no, it's not. having weird Christmas stories where everyone's miserable. <laughs> he's all about steamboats. He's all about weird stuff. He um, stole that steamboat. D- did he though? I can't remember. Yeah. I, he stole oh, it from Pete a- the Cat, I believe. <laughs> We don't want to bring up Mickey Mouse and his, how his criminal activity affects us as a society. But at the same time, we need to have a chat about Mickey. We need to talk about Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the newspaper said that it did not doubt that her attraction to chandeliers was genuine. It's not. Mm. However, it said that sexual orientation in the context of the press regulation code covered people who were attracted to people of the same sex, the opposite sex, or both. It did not cover people who wanted to marry a chandelier so they could be as mean as possible to her. I mean, like... As... as, as, as as hard as that must have been for her, mm. the law was against her, and that's just the way it is. That's the <laughs> law. And do what you want like, if you're not hurting anyone. But on a, I don't mm. think you can have a relationship with an object. On the level of love, what, where does Chandelier rank amongst the many marriages and relationships we've had here on the show? I mean, it's no weirder than, than the duvet, say. Mm. The woman who married her duvet. I'd even i'd 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 say the duvet you'd have more closeness with. Because like at least it's wrapped around you. Yeah, there's some intimacy. A chandelier is always looking down on you, and you have to climb a ladder to even get up there. That's true. If you're not on a level playing field in a relationship, you're at nothing. <laughs> you're at nothing. <laughs> now, some people like tall guys, Sean, but I think if you're hanging from the ceiling, you're too tall. I think if your head's at the ceiling, you've gone above the height level. How big is this chandelier? Because um, I've, like, I've, hmm. I don't mean to brag, Connor. I've seen some chandeliers in my time. Yeah, you are from a very rich part of Ireland. <laughs> 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 you, uh, my room has seven chandeliers as we speak. Uh, look, I, I live at the end of a rainbow, as you famously know. Th- true. The, that is true. Because like, you can have a chandelier that's objectively the same size as a regular light. Or you can have a fucking massive chandelier. Well, there are pictures of her hugging the chandelier. Um, sometimes, I don't see, this sounds bad in this context, but she was rubbing the chandelier in one photo that i seen. Polishing um, it. Uh, polishing it, yes. That would be the, the more scientific term, but rubbing sounds worse. Rubbing it, rubbing it off. Rubbing off the dirt. <laughs> With her hands. With her hands. Barehanded, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, she acknowledges that this, the article itself was offensive and upsetting, so she took it to the Ips, to Ipso um, to say that they should be sued for what they said about her. But Ipso is like shaking their, sh- or shrugging their shoulders, like, "Look, man, you're married to a chandelier. Like, this, what do you want from me?" This is. There is no precedent for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, they dismissed her complaint on the basis that their code provides protection to individuals in relation to their sexual orientations towards other persons and not to objects. <laughs> I, I feel like they're putting that out as like a blanket statement for anyone else who wants to contact them about this. Lads, we have no issue with men falling in love with men, women falling in love with men, women, or even weirder, men and women falling in love. We've no Heaven forbid. issue with that. Heaven forbid the Lord is looking down at us, he wants us all to burn. But like, at the same time, lads, you can't be marrying duvets and chandeliers and holograms. I mean, I mean, you can, but at the same time... Like, just come on now. Because also, you purchase these things, so that opens up a whole other can of worms. Oh, no. Is the, is it a prostitution rig that's gone wrong? I'm, I'm, or gone right. Bracket gone sexual. <laughs> gone sexual. Put this on YouTube. Somebody upload this on YouTube with that head, like... Yeah, I just got... This, upload this entire podcast. What if I just made that the title of this podcast? Well, uh, marry a chandelier gone sexual gone wrong. Yes. Yeah, that could be yeah. the... That could be the name. I think that would that would get some clicks. That would get some weirdos that we might not want their clicks. Oh, that's true. Okay, mm. not marrying a chandelier, not oh. gone wrong, not gone sexual. That's me. <laughs> that's that's the everyman. <laughs> I would say that's at least ninety nine percent of the population. I would say ninety eight. Oh, that's you. You think too too little of us. Well, I've seen I, some I, chandeliers I, I, in my time. I, there are some pretty ones. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay we're going to move on but I wanted to include this marriage because we don't normally every so often we get a good one or a good relationship with some weirdo and some sort of object like how strange is this going to get like a plane a hologram a hologram might have been my my peak no maybe the ghost maybe Amethyst Realm and the ghost Amethyst Realm is a classic we have her book Mm. Um, like I also feel like the, the hologram one I feel like in 50 years, that's going to be much more of a social issue. Yeah, and even, like, um, there's loads of stories of, like, oh, people marrying their sex dolls or so. Like, that's... I can even understand that more than a chandelier. Because at least that has some sort of human features <laughs> in any way. Yeah, like, you could you could conceivably, I don't know, project a personality onto that. Mm. But... I don't see how you're projecting that onto a chandelier. The chandelier is all it, all it is is full of bright ideas. That's oh, all it has. Oh, very good, very yes. good. Oh, Jez, <laughs> it's a uh, oh, oh, lads. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> you don't want to get it angry, though. It'll turn on a switch. Ah, uh, look. You know what I mean? Sure, there was a spark from the beginning. <laughs> It was a damaged chandelier when she got it. Yeah, no, absolutely, you should get that. Ch- if your chandelier is sparking, go to the doctor. I don't know what the doctor will do, but go to preemptively go to the doctor. The the, the chandelier doctor, an electrician. Yeah, of course. Yeah, co- <laughs> electrician, as they're known in the business. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next story, and this is Indonesia, Sean. Indonesia. Now, Indonesia have, as with the rest of the world, they're on lockdown at the minute. Yes. Um, and they're trying to keep people in sight. But the problem is people are not listening to the lockdown. So they've had to resort to extreme measures 
to keep people inside. Oh, this sounds like real serious news, Connor, and I'm scared. You should be scared because it says Indonesia is deploying ghosts <gasps> to scare people into staying inside. And it's actually terrifying. Oh my god. I mean, I would stay inside. <laughs> A village on the island of Java have recruited volunteer ghosts to scare people into staying at home. But for some, they've had the opposite effect due to the fact that they're all weirdos in costumes. Well, no, it's like the end of uh, Lord of the Rings, where they get the army oh. of the undead. Yes, and it's, they it's, all come in, to the, and, and then they say, meet back on the table, boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different movie, though. <laughs> but I admire, I admire the effort. Oh, I gave it a good go. I love, I love uh, Armalus. No, that's a dad joke. Um, Leg- <laughs> Le- I know he's called Legolas. Everyone just be clear. Um, I've s- Did you know, um, when I was younger... Uh, we bought the Twin Towers. Um, sorry, what? <laughs> sorry. It's not the Twin Towers, the Two Towers. <laughs> <laughs> that investment did not pay off. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Sorry, sorry. Um, no, no, the Two Towers we bought. Um, and obviously, back back when there was videos, you know what I mean? Oh, back and in the so good old we, we went, we rented the Two Towers. Oh. And um, in between, I was so you, were, you were renting Power Rangers over and over again. In between Power Rangers and Batman, I <laughs> yeah. rented. I rented the two towers. It was a big step up, and um, I was watching it with my sister. And we're we're about two hours into the movie, and it's just nonstop talking. And when you're when you're eight or whatever, that's not really what you want no, from a movie because it was billed as um, swords and dragons. And I was very excited about the whole thing. There was not the near bit of sword, nor the near bit of dragon. Um, and so they're all just yapping. And I'm just like, oh my god. And I fell asleep. But I fell asleep right right at the time that the massive battle begins. Ah, last. <laughs> right. and, and then I woke up at the very last scene of the battle. <laughs> and I went, oh, this has been going on for a while. They were like, yes, we've been going on for like phew, a good 45 minutes. <laughs> Oh Jesus! I've well, I had a lovely sleep anyway. <laughs> oh well, I had a good nap time. Sorry, that's a random story, but I I hold a grudge against the two towers ever since then. Well, it's a, it's quite a good film, even if you've not seen mm. it. No, I I well, I did. I have seen a good bit of it. Well, you've seen not the best bit of it. No, I haven't. No, I definitely didn't. Um, I see Legolas riding down the stairs on a man. Ah, very good. Very mm. good. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. That's a classic Orlando um, Bloom move. <laughs> He's always that. Just like, oh, here he is again. Bringing his own dead bodies to the stairs. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus, go back to Katy Perry, you fucking Egypt. We're him and Katy Perry together. I think they're married. Are they? Yeah, I think so. Somebody will correct me on that. Please do, because if that's false information, yeah. Jesus, we're in trouble. Because... I haven't read a gossip magazine in years. They might not even know each other. Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom. Wedding is the first suggestion. Boom. Uh, Boom. They, they will marry at the... Yeah, they're married. Oh, fucking hell, lads. Someone come to me for all your celebrity news. <laughs> Connor, as of the 5th of March 2020, uh, they're <laughs> expecting their first child together. Unreal. Unreal. Um, we love love. <laughs> <laughs> we love love except for chandeliers except for chandeliers that's the one caveat um, 
So Indonesia, as I said, they're coming. In, they're bringing in ghosts to keep people inside, right? Yeah. So Indonesia's leaders include their president, obviously, whose whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Fair. Um, and he he has been slow to react to the coronavirus pandemic, and he's resisted national lockdown. But recently, they've finally got into lockdown, and the best way that they can keep people inside is, as I said, using these ghosts. Now, ghosts is used very loosely in this term. Um. Due to the fact that they are just from, they're from, they're dressed as characters from the folklore in Indonesia, okay. and it contains hundreds of tales of ghosts and ghouls, ghouls, um, and what better tool to keep people in, indoors than live ghosts, Sean? Which I feel like are counterintuitive in those two words. Yeah, like did they announce that they were deploying ghosts? Because I feel that mm. defeats the purpose of deploying the yeah. ghosts. I think you don't tell anyone and you just put the ghost on the street. Yeah, and then whatever happens, happens, you know? Mm. And if people have heart attacks, people have heart attacks. (laughs) That's not our fault. Uh, So this is a youth group in the village of Kapu in central Java decided to recruit volunteer ghosts to patrol the streets, hoping that the sight of them would send anyone feeling home or fleeing home to hide under the bed covers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so Anjar, who's the head of a village youth group that coordinated with the police, on the on they coordinate with the police, Sean. The police. Yeah, you, anyone can coordinate with the police. Yeah, it's it's about work. It's maybe if you get the police dressed as the ghosts, that would be scarier. Oh, because then they'd have guns. Police ghosts, yes. <laughs> uh, like, uh, so this is this is a youth group who's just like, let's just put some fucking ghosts out there. Yes, they have white, they have trailing white shawls and painted white and black faces, um, and they go out at night. They are shroud ghosts who represent the souls of the dead. They jump out from the grave to warn people that the soul needs to be released from the shroud in which it was buried. But they go out <laughs> and they say that it would be terrified to come across at night. And all I kept thinking while reading this article was, give the ghost a gun. Give. Or a bat. Uh, yeah, or like a hammer. Just, <laughs> yeah. No, a screwdriver. It has to be small. Small enough that it can cause damage, but not large enough that it kills you in one stroke. That's, yeah. Like, mm. yeah, or, yeah, or like a board with a nail in it. <laughs> a rag that's on fire. Ooh. There's a time limit on that. That's true. Someone's getting hurt. It's either the person holding the rag or it's you. <laughs> I've got to find someone to kill with the rag before I die. Because I'm also covered in kerosene. Yeah, why did I cover my shawl in kerosene? Look, it just... It, in the moment, it felt right. <laughs> just drowned, showered in it. Ah, oh, yes. All the that other kids in the good. youth group are just like, Keith, are you... Are you all right? Uh, Keith the pyromaniac. I never would have expected this from you. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Keith's a very Indonesian name, by the way. <laughs> Look, you mm. pronounce that president's name and then come for me, okay? Okay. Um, Joko Widodo. <laughs> I think that's it. That's actually his name. That's an amazing name. Joko Widodo. Why wouldn't you? Even, why wouldn't you attempt that? That's brilliant. Because I thought I thought I was going to mispronounce half the words. I didn't even say um, Anjar's second name, who's the head of the village youth group. There are so many letters in that. It's like Welch. <laughs> I can't be. Sa- I can't be trying it. 
can't be trying it. You're not even going to I a dentist. I don't even want to be racist to them. I know what, Connor. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I try to live my life to not offend as many people as possible on a daily basis. And I feel like if I try to read that name, I might offend a whole country. Uh, yeah, we need all the listeners mm. we can get. Indonesia's our big market, man. That's who we're um, So where do Father Ted? So where do you think? Where do you think they can go from here? They've started with ghosts. What else could keep people indoors? If you like, if you go full, like national broadcast, there is a mm. zombie outbreak. Then, oh pe- my god! Then people will stay inside. Yeah. Holy shit! Now you'll also um, get probably some raiding and like murder but they'll be social distanced uh, yeah at the same time though what like you have to murder a few people to save a few people you know what i mean that's that's it like we all love omelets here mm, mm. but would you would you rather be killed by a fiery rag or slowly by a virus fiery rag every single day give me that fiery rag <laughs> So since the ghosts appeared, parents and children have not left their homes and people will not gather or stay on the street after evening prayer. So it appears to be working, Sean. Is it the the, the ghosts that are doing that? Or is it just Mm. people starting to listen? Um, It might be more so people starting to listen, but I feel like it's... It reminds me of... Do you remember in, like, 2016 when that go, uh, crazy clown oh, craze Oh, the killer clown along? thing. Yeah, the killer clown thing. I think I think you put a few killer clouds on the street would be a lot scarier than ghosts. Remember that was, the like, most of our concerns, was the oh, killer yeah, with, clowns. Do you remember in the world when you used to just go on Facebook and it was like, killer clouds out with axes, oh no. They never actually murder anyone. That was a nice craze. I like the craze that doesn't harm anybody, but at the same time it's just weird. Yeah, like don't hurt people, but just no. just cause a bit of mischief. <laughs> threaten them. Threaten them, their lives and their families, but don't harm them. Does this count as inciting violence? Because um, <laughs> that's on us if it happens, Connor. And I, just want you I, to don't, know that. I don't think, I don't think we have that sway. I'll be honest with you. Prove uh, us wrong, listen. <laughs> prove, prove us wrong. No, I don't. This is a cl- <laughs> You're kind of getting mixed up on the messages we're going for here, Sean. Are we telling people to go out as clowns or not? No, we're telling people stay inside but dress as clowns. Dress as clowns with axes inside. Inside and don't hurt anyone. Mm. Yeah, the only clown around here is you, if you ask me. What? What? <laughs> no, seriously, Can't. you need to get checked. Oh, no. oh, okay. Well, I'll deal with that I then. What, I don't know what you'd get checked for, but just, you know, just get yourself checked. <laughs> Doctor, my friend called me a clown. <laughs> what do I do? Go, go murder him. <laughs> go to his house, dress as one, and do threaten him. Doctor just like slides me a knife. And then puts his fingers to his lips and starts shaking his head. <laughs> Gives you a rag and a lighter. I've dipped it already in the kerosene. Go <laughs> forth, my son. It is yours now. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this weird news story is a story that I think I see at least twice a year. But I think now is the perfect time to bring it up. And that was three words, Sean. Oh. Lock. Ness. <gasps> Monster. Oh, thank God! I thought yeah. it was. I thought it had disappeared for a little while. Oh, boys! Um, the Loch Ness monster 
a Loch Ness Monster watcher has caught a mysterious shape emerging from the water on camera once again for the second time this year. A mysterious shape, you say? Yes. Good. Yes. Okay, I'm in, I'm in on this. I, Irish hospital clerk, Owen O... He has a very Irish name. Oh, I think it's Owen O'Fagan. Um, from Drum Dwight, County Donegal. Did I pronounce that right? I don't know how to... Say, I've never been there. D- look, Donegal is a land unto itself. Yeah, it's a law. <laughs> I don't know what that's pronounced. Even I don't. And it's in Ireland. Um, has recorded the second official sighting of the legendary Nessie as it swam around the Scottish Loch on Monday. He is a veteran Loch Ness monster watcher, Sean, which I think should ring alarm bells straight away. <laughs> um, and has recorded the second sighting of Nessie deemed official this year. Um, he caught what he believes is the legendary creature on camera as it swim, swam around the loch. Um, the official Loch Ness Monster sightings register has confirmed the footage, which was very nice of him. It's confirmed, Sean. It's this con- is official. Sorry, are we just confirming Loch Ness Monster footage? Like, are we, what are we yeah. confirming? That it's the Loch Ness Monster or that it's footage? That it's footage. Okay. It's footage. That is, that is a video. You, I can confirm that is a video that has been recorded on a device, they said. And, and they said, well... There's your proof. <laughs> Puts his hands up. Well, do I need to say any more? I think I've proven my point. I, no, I'd like you to say more, please. <laughs> um, which shows something unexplained. The video, I, I should say. It shows something unexplained emerging from the Urquhart Bay at around 8.11am. Owen of County Donegal was previously the first person to officially see the monster this decade after he recorded a sighting on January 18th. He also believes that he saw Nessie four times last year, but says he had begun to fear she had gone into quarantine amid the coronavirus oh, pandemic, Sean. Jesus, not gas, lads. Oh, it's clever. Uh, to be quite honest, I thought Nessie had gone into quarantine, as for the past nearly three months, I did not get a glimpse of her. Bit needy, I will say, Owen. Um, yeah, like, the she needs w- her space, Owen. <laughs> yeah, just give her some time. She might come back to you. Yes. Wait, is Nessie a she? Uh, I think Loch Ness. I think I don't know. Mm. I, I, like Connor, by and large, Nessie isn't real. Oh, sorry, just really quickly, could you say that again? By and large, mm. Nessie is, is real. Is totally real. I'm being held at gunpoint. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh Jesus! Oh fuck! For a second there, I thought you said not real, no, and I got a bit worried. Must have been well, some. Now I'm back. Oh, there must have been a bit of a mix, like you know, the audio, the 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 call. Yeah, we're it's on. lag. Yeah, it's, it's lag. It's lag. Um, I thought my luck was bound to run out sometime. He says, and lo and behold, I thought this was the time until this morning, and to my great surprise, golly gee, oh. Nessie came out of the depths to say hello. She did. Um. The Irish the Irishman says the loch is a ghost lake at the moment, with activities such as boating having been suspended due to social distancing rules. Ah, oh, how horrible. My boating um, practice. <laughs> in the video footage, a white shape can be seen rising from the water and floating on its surface, almost like a leaf, for a few <laughs> seconds, and throwing up white foam even. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yes, the mysterious creature is said to have come three to four feet out of the water. That's not that far. That ah, uh, well, it's it's big enough. I mean, for something that doesn't exist. I mean, what? Yeah. No, wait. 
Well, sorry, just uh, the lag? Was that the lag? La- it's the lag again. <laughs> um, it's the lag. Um, Owen says that the mysterious creature came as high as three to four feet as he said out of the water. He believes that patterns of movement suggest that whatever it was, it would have been at least ten feet long. He has just put that on this and he's going with it. Look, he's a man who likes to estimate distances. That's all we know just about Owen so far. Do you want to know the best part of this whole story, Sean? Yes, is that please. the video footage this might surprise you, but it is grainy <gasps> and from a distance. That's Connor, that's the realest footage that exists. Now you doubted me when I came to you with Owlman. And I can understand that. Owlman is not a representation of like even culture. He's not he's not big up in our modern culture. But no. Loch Ness Monster, I've now come to you with the same set of evidence for something we know for sure to be real. You cannot tell me that this has not convinced you that Nessie is now among us. Mm, Okay. Mm. Um, Mm. Look, I've not Mm. seen the video. I can't comment. But what I can say is that no one from Donegal has ever told a lie. (laughs) And And that's something you can count on. Look, we, I've never been to Donegal, but they all seem lovely people. The, look, lovely across the board. Mm. And, and lovely accents. Lovely, loveliest accents. Lovely accents. And they have a remarkable gifts to attract sea yeah. monsters. Everyone knows that. Everyone They're the knows sea that. monster breeders. We should do like a, a, like a Nessie episode. Like, a, you know, like a, a, a mythology episode. Because that seems like something you should do. When you jump it on me that I meant to do weird news. No, I think I think historical things are your jab, first of all. Especially historical weird news, which is a segment you've tried to get off the ground multiple times. I've done two the and same, they've both been fine. But at the same time, oh, actually, you're true, because I do believe in Nessie. I am the believer. You're the sceptic. That's true. So we kind of have to, hmm, I don't know. Because, like, you're telling me that Nessie's not real and she was spotted 18 times last year. Last, okay. Look, last the, year. But. Yeah, the site compiles. She was real last year. Yeah. The site compiles all recorded sightings of the creature and claims there's been a, been a total of 1,115. My God. That's. But. They're all taken on one megapixel cameras. Sure, what other phones do we have? That's the best camera you can get these days. Uh, no, you can get a camera that's well, like, it's it's like a bajillion megapixels now. Right. And, but that's not, it doesn't capture the essence. You're trying to get the essence of the lock, Ness Monster, as the, as the kids call it. So, to get the true essence of the character, you need, what you need is you need grain, you need blurry images, you need movement while you take the photo. Like, sure, if Ness is only popping out two seconds a day... Like, you're not going to be waiting. What you want to be doing is, like, taking the phone out really quickly. That's not going to be good footage. I can understand why it's grainy. Just snap, snap, snap. All mm. moving the whole time. You think yeah. You think more photos that are blurry are better than one photo that's any good? Yeah, why did I bring my hula hoop? Things are going to make all these photos blurry, I would say to myself. But at the same time, you got to get those ab exercises in. I, Connor, I, what I've done, I've googled Loch Ness Monster, right? I found a website, and I, right. I don't think. Okay, 
Owen Fagan has <laughs> yes, he has something to answer for because it's a webcam okay. that he has set up. He's not out taking oh, no. those photos. Oh, so he's lazy. I just get a higher quality webcam. Look at Twitch there streamers; you know. they have so much high quality webcams. Y- yeah, but what happens if he leaves the high quality webcam out and someone comes along and steals it, shot? He's thinking, right? That's he's true. Like, People do need to well work from home web- these days. He might as well throw a cheap webcam out, get the footage. It doesn't matter about quality, it's about quantity. Right? Get the footage, get in, get your official sighting declaration, which I can only assume comes in paper form, and then get rich. They're the steps to the best life ever. Well, if you say so, but I just think we should <laughs> really get concrete evidence before we base everything on this. All I'm asking for is one photo that's just even Android level of quality. Even Android, lads. Even Android <laughs> Snapchat. My 2008 Sony Ericsson could take some pretty decent photos. Which Sony Ericsson was that, out of curiosity? Uh, the flip phone that was orange. Oh, no, see, I had the blue one mm. that was slidey. Oh, yes. that's a, Is that not a Nokia? No, it was a Sony Ericsson. What was the one that was white that had the stripe, the colour stripe that you could slide up and down? Fuck. That was a Nokia something. The, yeah. I forget what it was, but I remember that one. I wanted that I, one. I thought, th- I thought that one and Sony Ericsson came out at the same time. It was either one or the other. They were the big divide. That was before Twilight came out and you were either Team Rob, Team Pats or Team Taylor Lautner. I don't know their names in the actual thing. Uh, Jacob or Edward. Not Jacob and Edward, that was it, yeah. yeah. How did I remember Taylor Lautner's name before I remembered? Because you love Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I, you know that about me. You, I love any sort of animal-based stories or just movies in general. I love when they point a camera at an animal-based creature, which is why Loch Ness has caught oh, my attention. Is, do you think Nessie's an animal then? I think she's a piece of all of us. She's in our hearts. Um, I think she's a hero. Um, okay. On another level, I think she's an animal. Oh, all right. And on the ultimate level, I think she's real. So... I... Fight to the death, Loch Ness monster, Owlman. What what land are we on? Like what's the what's um, the fight room? Sand. <laughs> sand. Mm, I think Owlman has it. Owlman. Okay, uh, sand, but it's okay. Mud. Because uh, that's technically water with dirt in it. That's true. Hmm. Oh, see, Owlman is the size of a man. And Nessie's not real. And, and it, that is going to hinder her in this fight, yes. Old man we've established is real. Look, that's that's locked in. That's guaranteed. Um, I think Owlman might have it either. Unless it's underwater, I think. I think Owlman has it. What happens if Owlman learns to train Nessie to become his, uh, maybe his Lapras in Pokemon form? Oh. Um... And then they ride the seven seas, causing destruction along their way. Then I think, I mean, now they control the land, the sea, and the sky. That and I didn't want to throw it out there, but then we would have to bow down to our new overlords. That's true. Well, we'd have a whole new reason to stay inside. Put it that way. <laughs> It'd be like Cloverfield come to life. Yeah. Just owl man on the top of a Loch Ness monster. Oh man, that would be amazing to see. I I would I would watch that. Old man and Nessie. Yeah, just fight to the death, like a Pacific Rim kind of situation, a Godzilla. 
Oh, let them fight. That would be amazing. Let, let the, we need some um, we need very Ken famous Watanabe. actor. We need Ken Watanabe and just multiple actors to be like, let them fight. And then they're like, but we don't know what they are. And then we need Ken Watanabe to do a big exposition drop in the middle of the in the middle of just the world on on TV. Yeah, we got actor Ken Watanabe to do it. <laughs> He's so scared. Why am I here? I'm I'm just paid to say lines. Well, we're paying you to say these lines, Ken. <laughs> um, okay, we're moving on to our next story. That is, woman fined for taking turtle for a walk in Robe. Okay, is this due to lockdown or is it illegal to walk a yes. turtle? An Italian woman who took her pizza-sized turtle out for a walk... That doesn't narrow it down... For- has been fined 400 euros by the Roma police for breaking strict confinement rules. Yeah, good. Um, of course, Italians need a justifiable reason to be out on the street in the middle of a pandemic, as, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, taking your dog out for a walk is viewed as a good enough reason to leave your home. But apparently, your turtle is not a good enough reason, which I feel discrimination against turtles. Look, let's not, let's not bring discrimination into it. <laughs> but I don't know... How long of a walk a turtle needs to go on? Until, until like, you know when you take a dog for a walk and it's like panting at the end of it. And like, it's, oh, it's just wrecked. And it's just like, back into the house and, Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it just like lies down immediately or goes straight to the water bowl. Like, at what point does the tur- is the turtle like, okay, I've reached my limit. Is it at the very bottom of your hallway? See, I don't know. Like, a turtle in my mind can either walk 10 feet or can walk forever. Yes. I don't think there's a like it's something with their metabolism or whatever but I don't think you can put it on a leash also you're going nowhere quickly walking with a turtle well I think I have a reason why the turtle was the perfect walking companion because the woman the, the Roman police said that the 68 year old woman was caught outside her home without a justifiable reason so hmm. I mean she wouldn't be she would, she's not sprinted around the place no no we can't we can't put that on her, but mm. surely you're faster without the turtle. Like in a in a pandemic, you're, you're it's get in, get out, get home. That's mm. it. <laughs> but if you have a turtle, you can't take a turtle around the shop with you. No, it would just be eating everything. Get away! Come on! Get to, oh, the veg oil would be a nightmare. Oh, it'd be absolutely a mi- uh, a mess. It'd be a mess by the time you were done with it, which I would probably it would probably take a few years, but it would be a mess. That's true. Yeah, you'd have to you have to just step slowly mm. through the veg aisle while the turtle proves. Find four hundred euros though for walking her turtle. I mean, I think the turtle's as big as a pizza. It was not wearing a leash on. That was her big. I mean, that that's a big flaw here. That's certainly frowned upon. I, a pizza can be many different sizes as well. Mm. Like <laughs> that, that's what's get, get you're getting caught up on. I'm, just, I'm a little bit mad about that because I feel it's just they yeah. just threw pizza into a Rome article for no goddamn reason. Do you think it's slightly racist? <laughs> I don't know if it's the racism, but I think it's just get some further up Google or something like that. Yeah, maybe it might. That might be it. That they're just like, look, she's in Rome. Let's use a let's use a pasta line. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe. Someone searching turtle pizza, which is horrifying. Don't search it. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> um, but also, where would you put a leash on a turtle? These are the questions. Like a turtle, it can put its head into its shell. Like mm. it's the, it's like the only thing that can like stay stuck on a turtle is those little things that used to come around six packs of beer. 
<laughs> Do you think she has one of them? And she's holding the other end of it. Yeah, <laughs> just leaning down real fat. <laughs> just breaking her own spine. Just like, come on. Come on, Jesus. But in this For new God's woke sake. society, we can't have them. Oh, I said, that, that's where they get you. That's where they get you. These modern millennials. Oh, taking away my awful. love of of choking my turtle to death every walk. Fuck's sake. Millennials, huh? Mil- that's where they get you. you Unrelated know, note, Connor. Bought some avocados what? today. Happy out. Have you? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Loving them so I am. Ready to eat avocados. I'm, Perfectly right. My plan is... My plan to overcome all this is just pull myself up by the bootstraps and get on with it. Oh, just knuckle down. <laughs> just knuckle down and work harder instead of spending all my money on lattes. Oh, you love your lattes though, Connor. Did you know that I haven't bought zero lattes in the past few weeks? I'm still as poor as I was before that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Can confirm, that's not the problem. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out a solution and I don't think that's it. Um... Okay, we're moving on to our next weird news, and that is woman arrested after stealing news van with reporter still inside. Ah, oh. mm. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> they went to a live feed of the reporter. <laughs> just, just like, just like. I hope the news don't find out about it. Oh, he's just okay. whispering um, in the back, like, oh, "Well, fuck. Ken, we're on yeah. the I ninety five. I, I t- <laughs> Arnie Pie in the sky. I'm in the van with them. Yeah. Um, so we have Atlanta police say that they arrested a woman for stealing a news van with a reporter still inside. It happened around 6am in Midtown Atlanta. Atlanta officer Steve Avery said police and um, a TV news reporter and photographer were investigating a car crash on the 17th Street in Northwest Atlanta when the crime happened. Everyone's favourite street. 16 better than... Yeah, that's everyone's favourite street, Sean. Everyone's favourite. Sorry, um, I, I nearly ruined your for- joke. <laughs> when, when the photographer got out of the van to set up his camera, police said the 38-year-old Sadiqua Lunsford, who, involved, who was involved in the original crash, jumped into the news van and drove away from the scene. Right. So it's just like, oh, this mm. is my van now. Yeah. Sure, I'm after wrecking my own car. I need a new one. Like, in the, in the grand scheme of things, mm. is she, are they in the wrong there? Like, because it's it's a Grand Theft Auto situation. You know when you crash your car in Grand Theft Auto, and you're just like, oh, now we need to get another one. Yeah, it starts smoking. Oh, it's going to go up any minute. Yeah, it's going to go up anyway. You get out, and the next car just comes along. You're like, look, wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, like, sorry, but I have to get to my <laughs> job at the orphanage factory. <laughs> she works in an orphanage factory. It makes orphanages. Yeah, yeah. Just it p- puts them out with the machine, or, or doesn't make orphans. <laughs> <laughs> makes orphans let's build them from the ground up someone's like puts their hand up like sir could we not just like not make the orphans there'd be less mm. kick him out kill him, him an and orphan. his family <laughs> no, no kill him and his wife leave it to children <laughs> just <laughs> we need, we, we're gonna make this the ultimate ultimate fuck you to Tom yeah. um, so CBS reporter Ayani Hughes was still in the back of the van editing video when it all happened ah, the as soon as she noticed what was going on police said Hughes shouted for help which I think you would you would in a moving car Mm. Um, officers then got into their car because of course they were at the crime scene and followed the stolen van um, so the reporter inside tried to make the woman stop and pull over and the suspect of course wouldn't do that so Avery said so she did the smarting and got into her seat and put her seatbelt on the vehicle continued to dislocation where it crashed 
Okay, so she crashed another car? Yeah, she did, yeah. Jesus Christ, lad. Well, it is like me playing Grand Theft Auto, let's be honest. <laughs> it is. Now, here's where it gets just, like, sometimes a story is like, this is weird, right? Hmm. But then there's one light in it that just, it just makes no sense. It, it, it's weird how it worked out. So, the van crashed near the 250, near 250 de Prado. Hughes, the original, the robber, yeah. was pre- who was pregnant, was oh. thankfully not hurt. Good, excellent. Or sorry, Ayanna Hughes is the reporter. She's not pregnant. Or she's pregnant, okay, but she's not Connor, harmed. what's going on? She, Ayanna Hughes is the reporter. She right. is pregnant, but she's not harmed. Okay, okay? good, excellent, brilliant. P- police arrested Lunsford from the scene, who was also pregnant. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, it was one pregnant woman stealing a van that another pregnant woman was editing video in. And did they bond at all in the time? <laughs> where do you? Where are you going to get all your baby clothes? Just out of the blue. Well, I'm going to be in jail, so it's going to be difficult for me now to go to the shop. Oh, well, I'm mm. hoping for a buy. <laughs> yeah, what are you hoping for? Uh, probably about five years. <laughs> um, Good behaviour. So, you know? <laughs> <laughs> police arrested Lunsford, who was also pregnant. She was taken to the hospital with an injured arm. It's unclear if the injury was from the first or the second crash that she had within ten minutes of each other. I mean, if it was from the first crash, that would explain mm. the second crash. What if it was from the second crash? Then it's just poor driving. It's poor driving on her part. Hmm. Officers said that Lunsford was acting strange at the scene. They don't know if she is emotionally disturbed or on intoxicants, drugs or something like that, Avery said. That has not been determined yet. Um, police said that Lunsford will be charged with at least kidnapping. But, I mean, that's, that's double kidnapping. kidnapping. Literally. It is, it is double kidnapping. Mm, techni- does that go down as double kidnapping if someone's pregnant? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know and I feel like any further talking into this will open a whole other discussion absolutely we're not getting into that (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, Avery said that the incident underscores the importance of keeping doors locked if someone is inside of a running vehicle with nobody in the driver's seat Um, he says get a second key so at the very least you can lock your door Avery said it happened so fast and this could have been tragic so his advice is lock your door Lads, That's lads, cool. just lock your door. I'd, I'd like, ah, lads. I know you're in the news lock van and someone was probably on the way back, but lock yeah. your door. To be fair, that is fast reporting to be at the crime scene while the people are still there. Uh, yeah, like live from the scene. Mm. Do you think that television That's, studio reported on it? Um, no, they were just passing through. <laughs> it broke down. <laughs> it's like it didn't, they, they didn't, it wasn't a good story. <laughs> the reporter's like just really pissy They're like I'm not fucking reporting her that's what she wants yeah. that's what she wants she's it's taking enough of my day ever since she got pregnant it's yeah. been all about she's her she's trying to steal my special day oh man that's that's lunacy like that's a yeah. story you can't make up like we had one pregnant woman who's just she's a reporter doing her job and the woman crashes her car and she jumps into the van and they drive off like if you're the woman in the back seat, like, what do you do? Is it a, is it a moment where you're just like, what is happening? What is happening? Oh my god, she's actually driving away. What do I do? I do think she was right though. Like, put on the seatbelt. At least if she crashes, I'll have a seatbelt on. Mm. You know, because she put, she got into the front seat and she was just like, "What time are you finished? Busy yeah. day? 
Is there ma- <laughs> not many around these days, is there? No, many around. Is there prob- probably not? No. Would you I'm be not, nervous hey, about you just yourself? Just drop me off here. Yeah. Nah, no bother. Uh, no bother. You, I'm just, I'm just getting off on uh, Fifth Street there. If you could just, yeah, just park in the ditch. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to the orphanage factory. Oh, oh, uh, you work there or? No, nah, yeah, what's the story? Day, day trip, you know. <laughs> day trip. To, oh, that classic orphanage. <laughs> Such, tourism is booming since that arrived. It, like it's it's good for the local economy. It is. We've got several Batman's now. Yeah, everybody's just sad. Everybody's brooding the whole time. <laughs> um, so we're finishing off. We we're news Wednesday this week, Sean, with a Florida man who went too far. Now, Florida man has made a mm. living on going too far, mm. Connor. So you have but, a lot to live but up Florida to. Florida man. Florida man made a purchase and he thought it was going to be weird, but now it has left him in a very strange situation. I think this is one of those stories that is more fascinating than it is funny, but I thought it was just, how did Florida man end up in this scenario? Because I have Florida man, after buying an entire abandoned ghost town in California, is stuck out there due to a snowstorm and of course, the pandemic. Fuck Yes There's one place you don't want to be stuck It's a ghost town Exactly So Brent Underwood is living inside What could be mistaken for a Stephen King novel The story of a caretaker Snowed in at a place with a long Sordid history of violence Could just as easily describe The Shining I've seen that movie It's about weird stuff It's about lights isn't it Uh, Um, Yeah <laughs> I didn't see much of it now. I fell asleep there before the big battle. I wasn't um, interested at all, at all. No. But unlike Jack Torrance and his family at the Overlook Hotel, Underwood is living alone in an abandoned mining town. Hopefully, Underwood's having a much better time. All work and no play and all that, Sean. <laughs> this person really likes The Shining. He just seen, he seen it like the night before. And he's just, just like, like, I can only remember one movie. It, yeah, and it, it clicked, and you're just like, <gasps> the article. <laughs> Perfect. Um, during the age, early stages of the coronavirus lockdown, Underwood packed up his truck and headed to California. I think I'm taking socially isolating to an extreme, he told Insider. So proud Underwood's of himself. Sp- yeah, at the time, it seemed like a good idea. Underwood spoke with Insider about his experiences in, his go- in the ghost town and how he's been spending his time. So in 2018, Underwood bought the ghost town of Cerro Gordo for $1.4 million. Fuck, how, how is he so rich? Mm. Yeah, I fe- it's Florida, man. He just finds money. He pulls himself up by the bootstrap, stopped by a lattice. That's what happened. I love lattice. I fell in love... With the, <laughs> I fell in love with the combination of hospitality and history, he said. Underwood, Underwood also owns a hotel in Texas um, that was built in 1892. So that's probably where he gets a lot of his money. Yeah. Um, Underwood was looking for a larger project and a challenge when his friend showed him Cerro Gordo. Underwood and his business partner purchased the abandoned silver mining town in 2018. I was looking for a challenge and I certainly got that and more. According to Underwood, the town had a long and bloody history. Its 5,000 residents were left to their own devices by law enforcement since it's three hours outside of Los Angeles. At one point, point, the town averaged around one murder a week and miners used to put sandbags in their bugs to stop stray bullets during the night. Jesus! Yes. Why would you ever buy... That's haunted as shit, man. 
Underwood, who normally lives um, in Florida and in Texas, he's got he's got places everywhere. Shot, um, agreed to take over the duties of watching the town. He packed up his truck and drove to California in search of an adventure. It was fun. I've never taken a long tr- road trip. Underwood said, "I figured I would roll a, I would roll a nice road trip into a, a little br- break, and that little break has become a longer break, and I'm okay with that." The spoken like a true crazy man. Spoken like a true pulling himself up by the bootstraps. Man, mm. I'm a Florida boy, so a couple of feet of snow to me is something else. Underwood said, "The weather outside was a frigid 25 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what that is." Uh, um, let me do in- a Google here. I, I'd want to say minus 10. Right, 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit to Celsius uh, is mi- it's minus four. That's very fucking cold. It's pretty cold. It's below freezing. Mm. Yeah, um, when it when we got up to four or five or six feet of snow and it's on the banks of the road, that's a recipe for dwindling supplies. There are bullet holes in the walls, blood stains on the floor of the saloon, and a cemetery that is filled with the graves of hundreds of miners in the town. John. Oh my God. Yes, Underwood said he finds solace among the remnants of the past, given these current certain uns- er, given these current uncertain types. The town has weathered everything that's been thrown at it, and its twenty-two buildings are still standing. People have been going through issues since people existed. This town was around when the Spanish influenza hit, and it's still standing. So there's some kind of strength in that, but I ju- I don't think that makes any sense no, in this kind of scenario. You see, it's a ghost town, so no one's there anymore. <laughs> so clearly, <laughs> not everything's fine. So he then he starts um, he starts telling stories of how Mortimer Belshaw, well, who was one of the leading figures in town, um, he owned the house that he lives in. And he owned a general store and had claims on the mines. He just owned everything and he touched every part of commerce here. There's a story that there's a story that thirty miners got trapped in one of the mines underneath the building I live in, Underworld said. As grim as it is, they're still down there, he says. What? No! Let's, do not live above that. Ve- let's very be very clear, Sean. This is a Florida man who has moved to an abandoned town. During an epidemic, by himself, there's bullet holes and blood everywhere, and he lives above at <laughs> a place where all a load of miners died, so their bones are there. How haunted is this? And how long are we giving him before he becomes maybe a serial killer? But he can't because there's nobody around. There's no one around to kill. I think it's going to be like, you know, Red Skull in Endgame kind of a thing. Like that right. he's just a terrible, like cursed guardian of this town. And he just, he has to be at the front whenever anyone arrives. Yeah, like there always has to be one resident. And mm. and he's, he's just like shepherding people to their deaths or something like that. Yeah. But, because, under one, I don't know, 30 miners dead underneath you. That's, anywhere you go, that's kind of weird. That's, that's not normal. And no, I would, I would, I would say on places if that was an Airbnb, I'd say maybe leave it. Maybe, yeah, maybe give it one star. Yeah, but I don't like. I'm trying to phrase this. He's too positive about things, isn't he? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> he is. Um, Underwood can communicate with his employees and business partners and check in on family members, but the internet has been too slow for streaming sites like Netflix, so he has no way to watch anything or oh, well, go mad. to keep himself entertained. He's just in an abandoned town that is surrounded by snow. He can't leave. And there's bones of everybody everywhere. And he said, I'm alright with that. It is, as usual, positive tones. Yeah. It kind of makes me slow down a little bit, which I think is important in times like these. Um, the closest grocery store is 30 miles away at a town called Lone Pine. Underwood had planned to make a grocery run every water two weeks, but the heavy snow has blocked the road in and out. Underwood said he's currently eating his way through his supplies of rice, beans and canned soup. He also stumbled across cans of food that previous people have left behind. Oh, don't eat that. Yes, some of it may have been expired. But when desperate times call for desperate measures, I hope these somewhat expired baked beans don't hurt me too bad, Underwood said with a chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) A A cheerful little chuckle and a sly wink. You know what, he's, he's very upbeat for a man who's definitely going to just go absolutely insane. Yeah, like, and I get, he's like, oh, I can, I, mm. I'm slowing down. That's all well and good for two days. Yeah. But after that, um, like, the, the, the miners start calling to you. In, in a word, <laughs> what's that? Oh, watch Tiger King. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a worst case scenario, Underwood hypothesized that a helicopter could reach him, but he's not anticipating things getting that bad. Um, all work and no play, right? It's something that my friends pointed out to me when I got snowed in, acting as a caretaker, Underwood said with another laugh. You know, sometimes you just know someone's going to be a murderer when they come back into modern society, and I think at this stage, we need to all watch this guy. I think so. Like, as, mm. uh, like all these laughs he's saying. Yeah. Now, just imagine it like a psychotic Joker laugh. Yeah, and and but when he laughs, he like leads his head back. Yeah, it's a full on. How did they interview him? Um, I think over the phone. Okay, fair enough. Um, coincidentally, Underwood found a copy of The Shining among the VHS Lad. tapes in town. Fuck that. It's been sitting on his desk, but he's too scared to watch it right now. This is the first time he showed any weakness. Any sense of I fear. Can't br- I can't bring myself to watch it, he said. I would get too freaked out. I don't know how to build a deck, but I tried. It's kind of working out, Underwood said. He's learning as he goes along, so now he's just learning things. Oh my god. Yeah. Why? He's going to watch that video and, like, Samara from The Ring is going to pop out. <laughs> it's going to be a crossover that nobody expected. Yeah, and I'm I am baffled. I'm probably going to research this yeah. whole story yeah. after the show because I need to know that this man is, like, he doesn't just go mental and start spreading shit on the walls. Almost every day, Underwood finds something new. So far, he's discovered a Bible from 1875, a palm booklet dedicated to a student in 1841, and a briefcase in an old general store. The briefcase just had everything about these miners' lives. Their highs, their lows, their bank statements, their divorce settlements, lawsuits, mining claims, love letters, hate letters. Underwood said, it's crazy to find something like that, and it just takes you back to an era. It just puts you what you're going through into perspective, which isn't that bad. Lad, lad, right? That's 
I think you're doing pretty badly. I think you need to just wake up. <laughs> yeah. And just, it's all right to be pissed off with this scenario. <laughs> like, just imagine. Like, I've seen I Am Legend, right? Yeah. Well, every movie where, like, you're the last person alive. This is what that is. Yes. And he's, oh, there's going to be really sinister shit in that town somewhere. Yeah. Like, I know it's pretty grim as it is, but the rest of it is still to be uncovered. He's also said he's found bobcat tracks a couple times. Fox tracks. If a bobcat turns up, it's going to be him versus a bobcat in an empty arena match. Like, the, if, if, if he comes face to face with a bobcat, there's no way he's killing mm. it. So best case scenario is that it kills him. Because he is left he he, to just slowly die on his own. He says he never knew anything about what different animals' footprints look like. But because we have so much fresh snow, fresh, fresh snow when I take hikes in the morning, I see different animal prints. So he's now become like an amazing just, um, hunter. He's just he, he's going to slowly turn into just like this. He's just going to live in the woods. Like. Yeah. Um, I've never done it in my life. But out here, we don't have any neighbours for 20 miles, so there's no real light pollution. He says he's after getting into um, looking at the stars as a way to pass the time. And sometimes um, the stars speak to him. He takes photos of the stars, which I think would be in HD quality and better than some other photos we've talked about. Absolutely, those photos of mm. the ghosts in Indonesia. So what would be the last thing you would do if you found a bobcat's footprint in the snow? Follow them. Oh, Underwood decided to track the bobcat's prints. I started following where it came from and it seemed to visit my porch in the night. Go no, down to the no. hotel that we have and go into the hotel, just checks in. Um, Underwood said, It seems to live in one of the old mine tunnels. The tracks go in and out of there each night. The idea was slightly terrifying because Underwood said he used to walk in that mine tunnel alone. Which, I mean, he walks everywhere alone. He's, he, had just alone. Recently been, he had just recently been out there two weeks ago and was luckily not, lucky not to come across a full-grown bobcat. There's a bobcat that goes to his porch every night, Sean. And, like, and the bobcats are smart, man. They're like, they will wait for him. Yeah, they, the, they've already sniffed him out. Oh, yeah, like, and, and, and he's just food as far as they're concerned. Yeah. Motherfucker, this, this story is horrifying. Underwood had decided to hike to Death Valley for the day. Go to Death Valley for a day out. So why not? Just for a day out, lads. So he went to Death Valley and on his way back he discovered the large print in the snow. He posted it to his animal tracking community on Reddit. But they couldn't explain what animal caused it. To me it looks like Bigfoot. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Look, if Bigfoot gets involved, we're at nothing. Well, look, he's, he's clearly good at photography. So maybe there's hope there. Maybe we might actually get a HD photo of him. Um, I might be dealing with Bigfoot. It just makes the whole experience something else, he says. Stop it, Florida man. <laughs> Why do you always act like this? Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever read. And he's just involved in it like, ah, James, it's something else, isn't it? He is That's just weird. like, sure, look, it's a story, isn't it? Sure. you. T- I mean, I wouldn't call myself a celebrity, though. It's not a big deal. No, just kind of do this. I just kind of, I do what I want. You know, I live here just mm. on my own. There's a bobcat. But Sean, just when you thought this story had everything. In the past few weeks, Underwood said he's experienced a few incidents that he can't explain. Oh no. 
Oh no. Books have fallen off bookshelves when no one's around. His wallet keeps getting moved around. The bobcat is robbing him. And the lights <laughs> have also been turned on in buildings that are fully locked down. Jesus. <laughs> I went in, turned them off, relocked the building, and they were turned on again that night, he says. Just okay. stuff I can't really explain. I think you're, if you're in a town like this, when you're not re- expecting to see anybody or hear anybody, nothing could be moving or happening. When something does move or happen, you obviously first jump to ghosts, he says, in, an, in just like a tone, obviously. Just like, obviously, see, it's the next logical step. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously there are no ghosts, but you could jump to that. It, it, the ghost could jump to you, honestly. Mm, mm. Mm. What do you feel about these ghosts? What the books are going off, lights are turning on. I heard you. You made a little noise that is normally the Sean code for "I've thought of something." It's. I mean, I'm I'm glad you've worked out what my various noises mean. Yes, uh, it's, mm. it's, it's it took you long enough. Yes. <laughs> what if there's someone I'm else too busy ignoring you? Yeah, usually. What if mm. there's someone else living in the town, like a like a parasite scenario? Oh shit. And he's dressed like a bobcat mascot. What? No, that no, I couldn't. <laughs> I was going to say, "What if the bobcat learned how to turn on lights?" <laughs> it's domesticated. It's a domesticated bobcat. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's gone very homey since people disappeared. Oh, oh. it's like how how is he doing? For, like he's going to run out of food eventually, isn't he? He's got loads of ancient expired food, Sean. He's well set for food. But he's going to go looking for more and then he's going to meet, like, I don't know, the ghost who keeps turning on the lights. Yeah. Is it a ghost or is it a man? See, look, it's either a ghost, either a man, or there's a severe problem with the town's power grid. And each one of those is dangerous. Yes. So I think we just need to call an electrician, maybe. He says that nobody can go. All the roads are closed down, Sean. Nobody's in and out, in or out. He's there by himself. Can he not just walk? Like, it's, no, no it's, because if if it's that cold, it's minus four. Like you would freeze to death. Ah, oh, look, wrap up warm. Would that work? He's he's, thir- he's thirty miles from the nearest shop. Like there would be no way he could make it there in one day walking. Yeah, and if it gets night, it's probably going to be colder. And then he would die. And then the bobcat feeds. And then the bobcat feeds instead of going to his porch. Yeah, the bobcat being around his porch is terrifying as well. What, what, I mean, someone's moving his wallet. Somebody's moving the books off the things. Turning so turning back on lights. There's a bobcat involved. You're in a ghost town. Nobody's in or out, and you're running out of food. Sean, is this the plot of every movie? A movie you would want to watch? Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's not a movie with a happy ending, though. No, absolutely not. Well, his last line is, I came here looking for an adventure, and I certainly found that. <laughs> I mean, he's also you know, found a curse. I don't I don't know what to do with this man. Mm. He needs he needs help. Like, not, not in the way that most Florida men need help. He needs literal rescue. <laughs> Somebody needs to help You've him. distressed me, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I said this was an interesting rather than a funny story. And it's 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 been a bit of both. 
yeah, you tell me, right? How many so how many podcasts can bring you a story of a woman who fancies a chandelier and this same episode? I don't know if that's a comment on us or other podcasts, no. but one of us it's is definitely good. a comment on us and our low quality. That's true. Our, our barrier for entry is quite low. <laughs> um, I think that's it for weird news this week, Sean. That was fucking insane. Thank you, Connor. Yes, yes. And if everyone he, have a think about that man. If that man can be cheerful, we can all stay at home for another little while. Indeed. Uh, will I take us out? Please, Sean. Well, thank you everyone very much for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. Uh, big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. Uh, or there's a link in the description if you want to support us over there. That'll be super swell and you guys would be deadly. But if you don't want to support us over there or you just can't, uh, you can uh, tell one human being that we exist. Or you can give us a rating or anything on iTunes. That would be really us. helpful. Yeah, it helps us get up the rankings a little bit. Uh, we're on all the social medias. They're all in the description. But I think that's about it for this week. I, th- I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'm back on a normal mic, which I quite enjoy. Um, now, there are some rumours going around that uh, we did a quiz on Monday. And yeah. there was a lot of rumours going around that your quiz was too easy and mine was too hard and some judges even said that it was a miracle I got that far it was kind of <laughs> a, a testament to my my knowledge that I could put it up to you in any way because you had like a piss easy quiz some have said That's, so, that so is true. I didn't want to tr- I don't have an exact quote of who said that but somebody did I'll trust you Connor I'll trust mm. you mm. <laughs> so I'm Connor Lauder I'm Sean Mead and we'll see you next week guys Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.